Hey, it's Josh Kennedy here, host of the Cricket Matters podcast. Today, we're talking about unlocking the benefits of sprint training for performance and injury resistance. Welcome to the Cricket Matters podcast, the podcast for cricketers by cricketers who want to train smarter and perform better. If you want to score more runs, take more wickets and feel like a pro, this is the show for you. We release a new episode every Tuesday. And if you haven't got your copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers yet, you can get your free copy at cricketmatters.com. Now, back to the crease. This is the Cricket Matters podcast. If you're new to the show, great to have you here. Please make sure to subscribe and review and push Cricket Matters way, way up the charts, all the way to the very top, if you could. If you hadn't subscribed yet, please do and leave us a review if you get a chance. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, James Breeze. James, how are you doing? How's uh, How's pre-season going for you? It's going well, actually. It was fun. We had the uh, a proper Wales of the 40s um, session on Sunday. Numbers getting out. It's starting to hit to get a bit real we've got the first ODI against England in May coming up and it's yeah it's getting kind of exciting particularly with some of the names potentially lined up for the uh, the England team as well so I can't give too much away but it's uh, it's getting pretty exciting getting pretty good and I'm can feeling you, can better you not, not drop any names on us no there's it, it's a couple of ex-test players let's put it that way a <laughs> couple of ex-test players who might be playing against uh, Wales so yeah it's all it's all going good and I'm feeling healthier finally so I can actually train properly again that's uh, that's excellent, and also, I found out what man cutting is this morning. <laughs> when you showed me that video on Twitter, which is apparently blowing up, do you want to? In case the listeners yeah. don't know, do you want to talk about it? There was a brilliant video, as as in everyone, everyone in the world of cricket probably knows right now that yeah. uh, this year, in the, particularly the Northern Hemisphere, now that uh, the man cutting law has come into effect. And uh, it's going to be absolute carnage, we think, in the lower divisions. And as it proved to be this video on Twitter of some final or something happening in Tasmania, where like people were on the pitch, there were people very angry at what happened. It's, it's just bad form in general. However, it's quite funny watching these videos. And I think there's been many more of them this summer as well, now it's coming to place. But yeah. that was your well, first... See, I, I never knew what it was. And when you showed it to me, I just laughed. Yeah, uh, I didn't realise it was bad sportsmanship. Now you've explained it, I totally understand that it is... Uh, Bad sportsmanship. Like I said, all I can relate it to is football. When you, you know, kick a uh, kick the ball out of play for an injured player, and then the other team don't throw it back, which it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Count on the on one hand that the number of times that that happens, it doesn't happen, does it? And if if a team does do it, oh, that's bad. That's bad form. It's bad form. But imagine that times a hundred. <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's yeah. the best way to put it. So yeah, now I think things are going well. It's good to get this podcast back on the road. We've had lots of things happening behind the scenes here, so. You know, we haven't been as consistent with the podcast recently just because we're setting up other things to help spread even more cricketing and fitness joy to everyone out there. So um, don't worry, we're back. We haven't gone anywhere. Uh, We're still here. We're just making things bigger and better because you guys have have sent us up the charts and you're coming more to us in your droves. And it's been great to see. So shout out to everyone, including the XL boys, the Wales of the 40s boys and all the other teams and clubs listening out there in the world of cricketing podcasts. Sounds like you're on a radio phone and giving a shout out to your mum or something. Okay. <laughs> Are we starting the mum jokes now already? <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the only, only mum joke we're, we're doing. There uh, we go. So yeah, today we are talking about benefits of sprint training for performance and injury uh, resistance. You've started to introduce some of this work into your over 40s training, right? Do you want to uh, get us started? A little bit with the 40s, mostly with Cardiff actually. So right. I've really, you know, we've literally hammered home the idea of Improving sprints, <laughs> improving sprint mechanics 
into yeah. the mixture because what I've discovered very, uh, very quickly is that nobody gets taught sprint mechanics and running mechanics ever anymore, I don't think. Um, unless you're like a track and field athlete specializing in that, yeah. no one's really working on that. And one of the things I've identified is the coordination side of things and the sprint drills uh, to help people in Cardiff, particularly Cardiff Cricket Club, improve and get faster. But more importantly, be a bit more coordinated and also improve their resilience to injury. Because this is, this is, this is something that's really important, I think. What I see time and time again every single year is that a lot of people get injured before the end of May, uh, mostly in the first couple of games of the season because they're not used to the intensity of sprinting that the demands of the game require. Particularly, let's just say, sprinting ones, twos, threes uh, quickly in the game yeah. and, and when the heat of the battle is happening and you've got to or, get it or fast. Or sprinting in the field. There's lots of sprinting that goes yeah. in the field. When you Change directions. Balls and stuff, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, but no one really practices that to the intensity that matches that in the game. Now, one of the biggest factors of reducing the risk of injuries, particularly in basic things like hamstring pulls, tears, calf pulls, quad pulls, we've got to sprint more often. Now, this may con- counter uh, everything we've said on the podcast about being ready to sprint and getting ready to do this. We've got to build all that up over time, but there's an element where we have to do a little bit of safe sprinting to get the body ready and prepared for it. Because if you don't do all the other work, then fair enough, that's on you a little bit. However, we've still got to get you a bit ready to get ready for the game as well. But those differences on technique and sprinting speed make the difference between game-changing efforts, like being able to sprint to catch the ball and dive, that diving scream on the boundary you can take. The uh, fact that you're getting in instead of being run out, you're turning ones into twos. Little things like that make a massive difference. Run outs just in the in the feet in the in, in the ring, just like getting to the ball quicker and like fielding the ball in faster. Like all these things make a big difference. So, from what I've seen um, and seeing at the club level, no one's focusing on sprint sprint mechanics and technique to get to people here. And this is what we've been working on a, a lot at Cardiff behind the scenes, and it's 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 proving quite fruitful. Like we're timing people, we're getting people in faster for running ones and twos. We've seen it already happen. And that's what we're trying to get across to people today is that, okay, we need to do some fitness work. We need to get fitter for everything. But we've also got to improve our sprint training because it's more than just being faster to run towards balls. It's like injury prevention as well. And that's what we're trying to get across today in today's podcast. Indeed. So, w- where do you start? Is it with a bit of um, speed and agility work? Is there is there not that kind of thing done or- already in cricket? Maybe at the lower levels? Uh, not the lower levels that I've seen. I think obviously at the high levels they're they're introducing this when they can. Yeah. Uh, you see quite a lot of that, which is great to see. But it hasn't filtered down into the, into the lower leagues, where I think is actually more important in terms of injury yeah. prevention. So, in terms of starting out. If I was just, if I, well, the way we've been structuring the, the sessions at Cardiff, for example, the first 15 to 30 minutes is what I, I use. And I'm warming everybody up. I'm doing mobility sessions and I'm activating the muscles. Very important for sprinting. You mobilize the joints, it's dynamic yeah. movements. You're activating the muscles that you're going to be using, particularly the core, uh, the hamstrings, the quads, all these things that could, could come into effect. And then we're going into, Basic, basic technique work with mechanics of running the gait pattern. Because um, sprinting mechanics is different to just jogging. It's about force production. So we start doing a little bit of marching, the A's, the B's, C skips a little bit. 
So a few of the boys are like, what the hell are we doing? This feels a bit weird and silly. But if everyone as a team is doing it, there's a reason, you know, everyone's okay with that sort of mentality. But we're trying to work on technique, but we're priming the body to get ready for full speed sprints. Yeah. And we're we're not talking about 100 metre sprints here either, are we? (laughs) No, not not at all. We're talking about, um, I'd say for amateurs, maximal speed work over five yards like five meters maybe tops to begin with and we're going into that just short short sharp to build in we could do we will do longer later to build into the ones and twos and running between the wickets but for the first few sessions you know we want to build up slowly as in prep the body doing the a skips the b skips marching in place these type of things these are all sprinting drills you can do to get the body ready and then when we're going to sprints we do never do more than three maximal sprint efforts never more than three because we want to keep the body fresh for the session, because you'll feel primed and ready and switched on to go and do it. But it's also, we don't, if we, anything above that has a detrimental, detrimental effect to the speed quality, but also a potential higher risk to injury. <laughs> we got to do it often. And as you say, you've got you to prep because you're doing this at the start of the session, right? Yeah. Because th- this isn't, we're not talking a finisher. That's a totally different thing because yeah. you could do some sprints as a finisher potentially depending on what your your goal is like shuttle um, runs stuff yeah this yeah shuttle runs yeah suicide so this is the kind of thing we're talking about doing suicide sprints yeah yeah um, you're doing it specifically at the start of the session when you're fresh yeah yeah definitely and there's, there's, there is a big difference people sometimes think sprint work as condition can get sprinting and conditioning confused this is not conditioning work we're doing sprints based stuff to improve maximal speed, to improve your speed reserve, to make you faster and more mobile and work within your threshold on the field better. So it's about priming the body, staying fresh at the end of it, not exhausted and beat down. That's a, con- that's a high end and conditioning session. And if we get people beat down at the start of a session, it's going to have a detrimental effect to the skill based practice in nets after that. So we're just priming the body basically, to get ready for the session, to get them switched on, alert. You know, it's little things as well. It's like the sprints will actually improve your reaction time. There's drills we can, we can do where, like, on my command, they go, they're sprinting and competing is to get the ball to, th- to throw it above the wicket. We're trying to improve their reality, their, their agility, speed, but also their reaction time too. So at what point does the ball come towards them? How are you going to you know, anticipate the ball? It's these things. So it's more than just make gain and run faster it's like improving all these things that make up a really good fielding cricketer yeah well that all carries over to the game doesn't it in, in yeah. real time yeah massively so um so there's elements of that to it but in terms of like safety um if we talk about just injury pulls like muscle pulls muscle strains like they always tend to happen uh with when someone's accelerating decelerating or changing direction so yeah. Those are the three elements we're going to be aware of. So we're trying to incorporate all of these three things. So and there are, you're also doing some specific sort of change of direction drills as well, right? Yeah, at the moment, uh, yeah, definitely. With those mechanics. Yeah, very much. Yeah, very much. It's just little things. If you get little steps, little techniques to change direction, start running behind you, watching the ball come over the top. It's like, that's what I see people slow, particularly over the high ball. They're struggling and backpedaling fast. They haven't got the ability to catch the ball, but there's well, it's probably, drills you it's can do. a technique that people don't really think about. It's like, well, no. you just change direction naturally, or you just, you know, you'd run backwards and look at the ball naturally. Yeah. Well, there's actually footwork drills and all sorts of uh, stuff, body positioning you yeah. can do to, to make you more efficient, better at that. 
Exactly. And it's, it's hard to talk about that on the podcast. I'll, again, we'll, yeah. when, once the summer comes now, we can get outside, we can do some videos and show people some of the stuff we're trying to, trying to teach and get across to people because it makes a massive difference. That split second in the field, getting to that ball and throwing in is, is a chance of a run out and impacting yeah. the, the, impact the game. So we're definitely, definitely, you know, want to encourage that and improve this lateral change direction because also in terms of injury prevention, we've got to safeguard those knees, those ACLs, MCLs, mm. you know, all these things to, to consider about and how we're trying to do it. But yeah, it, it's, there's multiple factors coming into it. But it's, what I've seen as, as a team, for example, with Cardiff, we've started off as a team running twos without a bat, no pads, sub eight seconds. And as a unit over the last four or five weeks, we've now gone down to sub seven seconds as a unit with some of the fast boys running twos, sub six. Right. Well, out of interest, what's, what's uh, a quick two in professional? The professional game. I don't know off the top of my head, actually. Um, interesting to know that. I would be interested to know that. And that's that's probably with Kit on as well. So but this yeah, well, is, yes, this, that's this what that's what I'm kit. talking about. With Kit. With Kit. This, this is without Kit. So it's um it's it's good to see. The boys are getting faster. It's, it's carrying over to the fielding drills, which is really good. So yeah, that's what we've, we you know, we want to be faster on the field this year. That's that's the thing. But for me, it's more of an injury prevention thing. How can we reduce the risk of injury come May? Because come June Every club's the same. Like they're struggling to find players because some of them are injured. Is it uh, is it similar to football? Lots of hamstring, calf injuries. Incredible. Yeah, hamstring, calf, back problems a lot of the time with the bowling and stuff as well. But we're just talking basic muscular things. Yeah, similar thing. Calves, hamstrings, Achilles. I've seen it go go a few times, which is horrible. Um, yeah. Well, you're going from a lot of the time because it is. You know, again, I always relate it to football because that's my sport. It's more. You're doing a lot of stuff from a standing start yeah. in cricket, from which must put even more pressure on the body. Because obviously, footballers they're generally always moving, even if they're only yeah. they're walking slowly. That they're, they're moving, they're constantly moving around the pitch. Whereas cricketers, they're going from a dead stop, and then they've got to move, yeah. react quickly. So that's yeah, obviously in stop start that kind of movement terms. Yeah, stop start, stop start puts a lot more pressure on the uh, yeah. on the body, on the joints, on the muscles. Exactly, and also people. Let's just take someone who's battered in the first innings and they've scored, just say they scored a ton and they're yeah. tired, exhausted and they go into the fielding area and they go do maximal sprints in the field. Like they're going to be stiff, they're going to be sore and they're fatigued and under that fatigue, that's when something can go wrong too. Well, what do they do out of interest? Is there anything they do in terms of recovery after, after you've batted a ton and it's your turn to come out and field? Not much time. Is there, no? Not, not much time, nothing. not in clubs. So the turnaround in terms of like, I don't know what you eat, Getting a massage—is there any any time no, for any of that not, stuff? Not, not, in, not in that professional levels. They might get a massage at club levels. You've got no chance. Like, yeah, no chance. You don't, you know, don't massage each other in the changing room. No, not not recently. <laughs> no. What about no. chucking some foam rollers and massage balls in there? Then it just get a, it's, get a little bit of. It's just isn't, re- isn't realistic. You got like a, maybe a twenty minute fatigue turnaround. Yeah. Um, if you're lucky, so it's you, you back up. You back up in the field. That, that's that's the way it goes. You know, suck it up, princess. Carry on. That's, that's... <laughs> no, but I'm coming from at it from a person who doesn't play cricket, so I'm just mm. trying to trying to think logically. Is what you can, what can you do? If anything, you've got a short amount of time. What can you do to maximise your recovery before you come back out? I don't know. Eat, eat replenish fuels, eat electrolytes, replenish, yeah, water, yeah. salts, all those sorts of things. Stretch, you know, like literally mobilise a little bit and, and, and dynamically stretch again. That that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, activate the muscles with the right muscles but yeah it's, it's a tough one it is a really tough one to try and do it but the only way to do it is, is be sport specific you've got to play a lot of cricket now to get used to that idea to build the tolerance yeah. 
that's what you'll try and do. Cool. What about um, uh, hill sprints? Because we are a fan of hill sprints. So if a, yeah. if a club has a hill available, they are a really great way to uh, to train sprints as well because they are limiting. Because yeah, exactly. so, you can only sprint up a hill so fast. Yeah, no, exactly. It improves leg drivers. There's so many good things. Yeah. Like if, if someone's here like listening to the podcast, going, okay, well, what do I do to start sprinting? So I would do the following. Like before we get to hill sprints, we'll lead into this now. You yeah. do like... You, you mark out 10 yards. Let's just say half a cricket, you know, the cricket wicket, right? Essentially, it's got 10, 11 yards, basically half a cricket wicket. You do a five-yard jogging, right, mm. into a sprint. So you're jogging into yeah. it. So it's not from a cold start. You're just doing five yards to begin with, right? Even just a quarter of that, like, uh, yeah. of, of the wicket, essentially. You're just doing five yards maximal sprint. So five yards gentle jogging into five yards hard effort, and you're repeating that three times. Right, that's it. Yeah. Next session, you go three, five yards again. A couple of sessions after that, you go increase to 10 yards, but we're not going above 10 yards, maximal sprint effort. But we're doing a walk into it. So it's not from a cold start. That's the most important thing. You know, five-yard five fly, five-yard, 10-yard fly is almost essentially what you're trying to yeah. do. But building into it, we're not going into the full maximal effort from there coming into it. We're just five, five yards into 10-yard effort. Same thing with sprinting uphill five yards into, into going up there, like way better. I'd start with a hill first in that five yard, 10 yard kind of sprint or five yards and improve over time, but no more than three. No more yeah. than three in a session. That's, that's a really key point here is like, you're not doing mac- anything more than maximal efforts over three, sec- over three, pe- three pieces. Yeah. Got to stay fresh. You've got to look after the central nervous system and it's got to protect it. So it's volume. You've got to be careful not to walk out your crease. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Mind caddying. Brilliant. But no, it, it's just, it is adding those sort of thoughts into it. Um, so no one three, and you do it no one three times a week. Again, it's volume keeping fresh. Now, there's other things you can do on top after this. If you want to do extra things like wickets, you can do like marching stuff. All these things, there's, there's extra stuff you can do around it. But in terms of just basic sprinting, no more, no more than a maximum of 10 yards, five-yard walk-ins, and then you can go from maybe standing starts where you're lying on your front or half kneeling or whatever you want to do into that cold start after that. But don't go straight into it yet. Build into it. Give yourself four, six weeks, three times a week doing this. And it'll take you no more than 10 to 15 minutes. Like literally, no more than 10 minutes. And do it when you're fresh. Do it when you're fresh. Exactly, exactly. And then fingers crossed, less injuries. And fingers crossed, less, less injuries for you guys in, uh, in Cardiff and... Uh... And you're over 40s and you're over 40s, guys. We'll see. Hopefully. Hey, we'll see. We're implementing all this and we can report back. Exactly. Well, again, well the big, biggest testament I've had back from the, the over 50s, come back from South Africa, who did well, was that they haven't yeah. had any injuries. Yeah, that's time. awesome, isn't it? No injuries. Yeah. And they were doing their stretch in, uh, in the field after the game. Exactly. Before and after, they nailed it. So yeah. shout out to those boys. It's, it's great to see. So, yeah, there's lot, lots of little things happening here. But the idea is look, there's more. I think there's, there's a lot you can do in terms of improving your cricketing ability, also improving your conditioning a little bit, right? But for me, it's yeah. improving speed and agility, right? Get, this, get the techniques nailed down and do some sprinting work to improve your role, overall athleticism on the field, running between wickets, sprinting to the balls. But it's also injury prevention. I think that's injury prevention and improving your reaction time, getting used to running on times and like getting things moving, so... Yeah, indeed. Well, as you say, yeah, before we uh, before we wrap up, you were you were timing the guys, and that suddenly changed the game, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're all getting competitive. 
yeah. <laughs> wanted to wanted to beat each other and beat their times. Oh, it's, so the secret to getting faster is timing people. Yeah, always rank rank and record and publish. Rank and record and publish. <laughs> that's that's the that's the secret from all the top sprint coaches. Like yeah. you you ranking them from top to bottom. Like you're gonna literally record their times and then you publish so they can all see it on the board. Boom. Yeah. Afterwards. And there's lots more stuff we can do, like with sprinting and everything, like sled work and things like that. But that's uh, we'll save that for videos. Well, how, well, how many cricket clubs have got sleds? Not much, you know. So, exactly. So you know, bit maybe more. maybe I can push Cardiff to get some. How about that? Yeah, do that. Do that. <laughs> Anyone from Cardiff listening out there? You go. You need some sleds. Exactly. Some sleds in, uh, the, the, which are great and for some time and gates. Yeah, <laughs> timing gates. Indeed. Uh, if people want to find out a little bit more about what we do, uh, where should they go? cricketmatters.com and uh, we've got a free book for you it's the high performance handbook for cricketers uh, it gives you an idea of our training system and hopefully it'll help you out to understand where you come to and also see where sprinting fits on the hierarchy of athletic development on there which is technically a layer three element but as I say it's in the game so it's got to be done exactly well James thank you so much thank you guys for listening until next time Thank you for listening to the Cricket Matters podcast. If you love listening to the show, then please do share it with others. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more great free content we can bring to you. For more in-depth help and analysis and your free copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers, visit cricketmatters.com today. And be sure to follow us on TikTok at Cricket Matters and Instagram and Twitter at Cricket Matters HQ.